You're listening to SBS On The Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. Hi everyone, it's a daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Friday, the 6th of January 2023. Later, the Australian share market ends the first trading week of the new year on a high. But first, let's talk about superannuation. And do you know how much money is in your super fund? Well, if you do, you're likely to be in an above average performing fund. Industry Super Australia says one out of four Aussies know exactly what's in their balance. And to appease your curiosity, the average across 20 to 64 year olds in their super funds is about $129,000. So for more on why this is important and why you should become reacquainted with your super, I spoke earlier with Georgia Brumby. She's the Advocacy Director at Industry Super Australia. Georgia, how many people actually know their super balances and why is that important? So we've done some new research looking into this and shockingly, actually, only one in four Australians actually know their super balances. Now, the reason this is important is because for most people, absolutely super isn't something that's front of mind. I can understand why it's retirement. It seems like it's years away. Why would you be worrying about it when you're in the here and now? But what this research shows is actually if you're engaged with your super now, it's actually likely to mean that you're going to have more money in retirement because you're going to be engaging with it earlier, making better super decisions earlier, and we're going to see that flow on through and deliver you more money in retirement. Um, our new research shows that those Australians that are actually engaged with their super are more likely to report higher levels of overall satisfaction with their fund, that they think it's a higher performing fund, but also that they have higher super balances. So that's why this summer we're really urging Australians to check in with your super Do you know your balance? Do you even know what your super fund is? If not, you know, have a look. Um, There'll probably be an email somewhere. Get in touch. See whether it's a good fund. um, See what your balance is and, you know, do all those checks. Am I getting my money's worth? Am I getting good returns? Um, Am I getting what I'm legally owed? Can we go into that in more detail, those checks? How can you become more engaged with your super? So I think absolutely the first thing and what our research shows that not many people know is how much do you have? Um, so number one, like how much do you have? So find out what your super fund is. If you know, um, you know, you can get in touch with them. Most of them have apps these days that are, you know, pretty savvy for a super fund that can give you a little alert when you get a contribution and will tell you how much you've got, but find out what your balance is. Um, and then we would suggest that you have a good look at your fund and how it is performing because unfortunately not all funds are created equal and our analysis actually shows that the difference between being in a good fund and one that we would call you know a bit of a dud an underperforming fund can be as much as two hundred and twenty five thousand dollars by the time you're retired that's for you know a person of say 30 years old right um so it's really critical that you sort of lift the hood on your super um, and just see what's going on there. And um, because the earlier you get engaged with your super, um, the better decisions you're going to make. And we're going to see that flow on into a really nice big nest egg. Now, for those uh, super members that have been keeping track, they would have known mm-hmm. that 2022 wasn't necessarily a good year for returns. So what would mm-hmm. you say to them? Yeah, so absolutely. I think Across the board, 2022 was a really tough year financially, whether you're looking at super, whether you're looking at, you know, the broader economy, whether you're looking at your everyday cost of living costs, rates, et cetera. You know, it was it was very tough all round. Um, what I would say with super, though, the beauty is it is a long-term investment and it is designed to ride out those market peaks and troughs. So 
absolutely I can see that people would be disappointed and maybe feeling a bit anxious, but I would say to them, don't panic. Um, this is what the system is designed to do. It is designed to weather these storms. And so don't panic write it out. Um, you need to be quite careful about switching. Some people in these times of volatility think they might change up their options or move to cash. Um, we advise generally um, against that because it can lock in your losses. So you have to be really careful about switching during volatility. So our general rule is just don't panic. Um, the system will look after you. That is what it is designed to do. Final thing, Georgia, we saw the quality of advice review. Later this year, we'll get another review um, from APRA and ASIC. What would you like to see changed or improved in the super industry? Yeah, so look, there's, there's certainly a lot going on in the super industry at the moment. And I think last year we ticked over um, the 30-year anniversary of the super guarantee first coming into effect. So um, the system's come a long way, but there are absolutely things that can still be improved. Um, for us personally, and we represent a group of industry super funds, um, not-for-profits, so all of your profit goes back to members, um, we've got a few key priorities that we'd really like to see in 2023. Um, one of them relates to getting your super that you're legally owed. Um, so unfortunately, one in three Australians are currently not being paid their legal super entitlements. So we're asking the government to look at this. Um, this comes to about $5 billion a year um, in payments that aren't made. So we'd like to see the government actually change the rules and make super payable on payday when you get your wages, um, because at the moment uh, employers can withhold that money for up to months at a time, which is contributing to the problem. Um, we'd also like to see some changes relating to women. Women are still retiring with about a third less super than men. And I think, you know, in 2023, that's just not good enough. Um, so we would really like to see some changes to improve um, equity in the system. Um, a key one that we've been asking for for a long time is to pay super on the government's paid parental leave scheme. Um, so they're two big priorities for us. There's also a bunch of changes um, on the boil that we're looking at in relating to good performing super funds and making sure that people can only be um, connected with really good performing funds and not those dud funds that can cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars from your retirement egg. That's Georgia Brumby there from Industry Super Australia. From Super, let's go to the Australian share market, which rose today up 0.7% on the ASX 200, 7,109. That means for the week, it was a shorter trading week because the market was closed for the New Year holiday on Monday. Shares rose 1%, so a good way to start the new year. For more, I spoke earlier with Heath Moss. He's a portfolio manager at HLM Investments. Look, it's a quite surprising strength in the Australian market today, uh, considering the negative lead we had from the US and the European markets last night, which, which were all over, uh, down about 1%. Um, but I think it comes down to uh, the Asian trade. We've seen the Hang Seng in China uh, up decently today, although some gains have been paired. And metals were mostly positive uh, last night. So we're seeing uh, sectors like the resources and energy oil bounce last night after a steep decline on Wednesday night. Um, and consumer discretionary leading the charge here today, whereas healthcare, property and tech are, are all looking a bit weaker. But it's all about the Chinese optimism, I think, and the reopening story there. I want to go into China in a bit more detail later. But first of all, you know, for those investors that endured a pretty poor 2022, I guess they would be hoping for at least a good start to 2023. How would you rate the market's performance in the first week of the new year? A little bit indifferent. I mean, we're, we're up over 1% for the week uh, to start the year. But, you know, volumes are really, really light at this time of the year. And uh, there isn't much direction in terms of corporate news and macro data. So the market really can be quite volatile at this time of the year. 
and I wouldn't read too much into it, but generally January is pretty good for the Australian markets. It's the best month of the year for us, averaging around 1.5% gains. So for me, it's a little bit indifferent and uh, we've still got obviously most of the uh, month to go. What do you think will be the key themes for the market then going forward? Look, I think we'll see some carryover from 2022. Obviously, central bank action and what happens there. You know, do the uh, central banks like the Fed, the RBA and ECB pause or continue aggressively with their hikes? Uh, We saw last night um, the fears over, you know, continued aggressive hikes by the Fed because of strong uh, economic jobs data out of the U.S., um, but we did also hear from uh, the Fed President Bullard saying he thought 2023 would be all about deflation. So um, that was something to hang your hat on. But I think central banks, obviously inflation intertwines with that. Uh, the China reopening, um, I think Q1 is going to be a little bit softer and a tougher market to navigate simply because China probably won't open um, until Q2. Um and then uh, outside of that, I think it's more about earnings. I think last year it was more about 2023 earnings and whether there's going to be a recession and if whether earnings specifically in the US come in. And I think eventually this year we start to look more into 2024 and probably a little bit more optimism uh, moving forward. Heath Moss there from HLM Investments. This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. The content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision.